Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Flyers Nation show. I'm your host, Alexa Ross. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. Earlier this week, I sat down with Morgan Frost over Zoom, talked to him just a little bit about his life, things that are going on. So hope you guys enjoy it. Check it out. Joining me now, Morgan Frost. Morgan, do you feel like you've been able to take that next step into NHL life? And if so, like when do you think that moment came? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, uh, you know, going into the season, I felt pretty good about about things. I think just uh, the way I finished last year, I think I played the, you know, the whole second half up here and uh, felt good about my game at the end of the year. And then, um, yeah, going into this year, I felt confident. And then, you know, once you once you make the team and then, uh, you know, you're just around the guys all the time and get used to everything. I think, uh, you know, I definitely feel comfortable where I'm at now. Confidence has really been the buzzword for the Flyers forward. So talk to me a little bit about what has made you so confident this year. And also, have you felt more confident having just one head coach as opposed to having that hot potato of coaches like you did last season? Yeah, I mean, that that definitely helps. I think you kind of get accustomed when it's, uh, you know, just one guy. But um, I think in terms of like all our forwards, I think you know, at least for me personally, I think all all the other forwards and, and all my teammates instill uh, confidence in me and the coaching staff's been really good with me. And, um, you know, I think sometimes a little self-doubt can creep in. Like I think at the start of the season, I was, uh, wasn't was doing as well as, you know, maybe I'd hoped or thought. And uh, I think all my teammates and, and the coaches did a good job of kind of, you know, boosting me back up and, um, yeah, I had a, a had a couple of good games, and then I've kind of been been running with it from there. I know you've said that you feel like you're playing the best hockey of your life, and it's something that when you said that, Torts was like, ah, I don't know about that. Do you think that that was kind of to light something up in you, just to kind of make you work a little bit harder, even though you know you were confident in yourself? Yeah, maybe. I'm. I mean, uh, you know, I I wouldn't come out and just kind of say that. I think that was kind of the way the questions were asked towards me and I kind of had to run with it. But um, I mean, yeah, I just, that's kind of the way I've been thinking. It's just, it's just positive. And, um, you know, I, it wasn't too much to be like, yeah, I'm playing the best, like, you know what I mean? It wasn't too much. So, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, whatever he's thinking, I'm kind of, kind of listening to. And uh, yeah. In terms of your line mates, what kind of player do you like on your wings? I like the linemates that I got right now that we've been uh, been rolling with for a while. I think, uh, you know, I've said it before. I think we all, the three of us, have really different skill sets. And, um, you know, I, I like to pass the puck a lot, sometimes maybe too much when I should shoot. So, uh, you know, it's, it's good to have a guy like Tippy on my line who's, uh, you know, obviously got a great shot. And, then, uh, you know, Reamer's so smart and, and so good around the net. So it's it's two guys that know how to score goals. And, uh, you know, I think that we complement each other well. I do have to talk about your shooting a little bit. We got to talk about that behind the legs goal. Walk me through that and just kind of, you know, was, was that just kind of like a shot in the dark? Or were you like, I've done this before. I know this is going to happen. I can't say that I've scored like that before in a game. But uh, I think when you, like... It was so close to the net and it was just such a like bang bang play that it was kind of just uh instinct and um yeah to be honest the way i was so close to the net and i don't know if you can see in the video i had my visor like tilted down over my face at first so i could hardly see that it went in 
and then you know I kind of heard I saw everyone else kind of react to it and then I uh you know kind of acted like I knew it went in afterwards but at first I wasn't really sure because I was uh I was so tight to the net but um I mean that's kind of just like little stuff you you kind of practice when you're messing around after practice or or before practice so um yeah it was it was nice that it worked out Listen, I wouldn't have ever known. I saw that and I was like, no way he did that. So yeah. listen, hats off. It was a great, great, great shot. Thank you. How would you describe Philadelphia hockey culture and what Flyers fans mean to you now that you've been around them for a little bit longer? Yeah, I, I think you can obviously, um, you know, see the passion, uh, both when we're, when we're doing good and doing bad. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's just that, um, you know, everyone cares so much. So, um, you know, it, it makes it easy to play for them. We want to, we want to make them happy. And, and, you know, when we're playing well, they're obviously, uh, you know, really loud and really passionate and that, that kind of, you know, helps our game when you're at home for sure. So, um, so many of the fans that I've met have been, uh, you know, really awesome towards me and, uh, you know, I appreciate all their support. So I, I really enjoy playing here. There's been a lot of conversation from the beginning of the season to now about this team's identity or lack of identity or what is the identity. So in your opinion, what is the identity of this hockey team? I think we're, we're just a hardworking, hardworking team. We're not going to give you anything. Uh, you know, it's not going to be an easy game when you play us. And, um, you know, I, I think all of us want to win so bad and, and you know, want to prove people wrong. So uh, you know, when you come into play us, you know that we're we're hungry. And um, yeah, I think we kind of just top to bottom. I think everyone's kind of elevated their game from from the past year and, um, you know, kind of just focusing on a lot of the little things more often. So um, it's been good so far. What have you done specifically to elevate your game from last season going into this one? Uh, just I think, you know, I still need to get uh, a lot better at it, but I'm trying to move my feet more uh just you know through the neutral zone and um this one too I need to get a lot better at but I'm, I'm trying to use my body a little bit more uh in terms of you know both offense and defense and and uh you know I, I think I've been I've been shooting the puck a little bit more this this year which uh you know still probably probably not enough sometimes I overpass but um I think you know once I've, I've scored a couple goals here and you know that kind of helps you know the confidence in terms of shooting so um, I'm gonna keep trying to get trying to get better at that but uh, I don't know the coaches have, have helped me with a lot of things in terms of like video and stuff like that so it's been it's been awesome. You grew up a Maple Leafs fan so when you were growing up or even now when you're in the league is there a moment that sticks out between the Flyers and the Leafs as like your favorite moment whether you were a part of it or not? Uh, well I think they had that playoff series. I think it was, I don't, can't remember what year it was. It must've been, uh, it's like early 2000s. So I was really young, but uh, yeah, I, I think I have, you know, slight memories of that, but uh, nothing that really sticks out too much. I think uh, the most, the most recent one was, uh, you know, I, I kind of put in a goal there in Toronto in front of a bunch of my family and friends. So uh, we'll go with that one. <laughs> It's like, hey, it's a good answer. Yeah. And we do have two fan questions that I want to get you with, and they're both food related. So I'm sure this first one oh. you get asked a lot. This one is from Matt Collins. Do you like Frosties from Wendy's? And if so, what is your favorite flavor? Chocolate. Keep it easy. Do you dip your fries in the chocolate Frosty as well? No, that's 
I don't do that. <laughs> Listen, little, some people that's do. That's a little I, much. No judgment. No, just judgment. My, no, I'm not making a, I'm not judging anyone, but that is not something I would do. <laughs> that's not for you. And that's okay. And then the next one, the quintessential Philadelphia question, which comes from Jacob Moore. What is your favorite cheesesteak spot? I don't know. I don't have one to pick right now. I don't think so. I don't have one for you. Don't have one. Okay. Well, What's that one, Gino's? Gino's. Gino's. <laughs> You needed the we'll, help for that one. You need we'll the pieces. Go yeah. <laughs> I'm not then, a huge cheesesteak guy, to be honest. So I don't have like, uh, I don't, I don't go get them too much. Loves Frosties. Not a fan of cheesesteaks. Hey, it's all good. You got one. You're one of two. That's all good. <laughs> and then last question. Do you have a specific pregame ritual that you feel comfortable sharing? I know a lot of guys keep it close to the chest. So uh, is there one thing that you like to do or listen to or anything like that before you go out? uh let me think <laughs> i mean there's a lot of like really little little stuff like i wouldn't, i don't even know if they're rituals they're just like they're like habit by now but uh i don't know maybe maybe just some of like the handshakes that i have to do before we go for a game with some of the other guys and then uh yeah n nothing nothing crazy I, I readjust all the stuff on my right side of my body right before I go out every time. That's about it. <laughs> Love it. Morgan, thank you so much for talking to us. And we really appreciate you joining the show. Thank you very much. And that was Morgan Frost. What a guy. Truly one of just, he's a gem. I'm excited for the future with this kid. But speaking of the future, we talked about the hot seat and Chuck Fletcher and trade deadline. So guys, let's talk about that. What, as we continue to move closer what do you want to see? Because we've talked a little bit about this loosely, but you know, things are getting a little bit more real now. I want Larry. to take, I want to, I want to throw it back real quick as far as everything, Kevin Hayes and it kind of the topics that we were talking about, about maybe him being a buyout option, even at one point, uh, maybe him being a, you know, obviously a trade deadline option. The funny thing is, and this is just me being fickle. And I think we're, I think, you know, as far as objectively trying to look at this team, and also, even the fans, in a lot of ways, everybody is fickle in terms of Kevin Hayes this year. I don't think it's smart all of a sudden to let go of him. Because Tortorella, yeah, you know what? Kevin Hayes fancies himself a center. That's fine. But the, with the, all, he, he's an all-star as a left wing. For most of the season, he's been a left wing. Why not just do that and just kind of let Kate's cook? Like, yeah, I'm starting to think that this kind of makes sense. The contract doesn't look any better, but I'm starting to think that all of a sudden I don't want Hayes to leave at the headline. All right, at the, at the deadline. Yeah, I mean, either one. I, I <laughs> if you remember I, our last episode, I said the same. Thing. I felt Hayes is uh, he's a, a key part, not only not only on the ice but off the ice. Um, I think he's a big foundation of what the Flyers are trying to build as far as you know, the character in the room, guys, obviously chemistry is a big part of the, of the game. And I think he definitely brings that uh, to the Flyers. As things continue to progress. Maybe they move a couple pieces. Maybe they put him back in the middle. Who knows? Um, I, I would like to see Hazy stay. Uh, JVR is a guy. I absolutely love him. And I, I don't say this because I don't love his game, but I think JVR is, is a, is an interesting trade piece. Uh, there's a lot of teams out there that could use a guy with net front presence the way he the way he's. I mean, he's one of the best. Josh 
Donald told me, in his opinion, he was the best net front president guy he's ever played with in his career, which is saying something. Um, so I, I'm sure there's a lot of GMs out there that are looking for those kind of guys. They can plug in on, a number, on the first or second power play, uh, guys that can tip bucks um, and try to contribute a little bit. Um, that's a guy that I'd be keeping my eyes open on and uh, see what happens. Obviously, Provorov, there's continuous conversations about him, whether or not he's going to get dealt, but um, uh, we'll see. I mean, Provorov's obviously, um, he's made a lot of noise off the ice recently, but, you know, listen, he's still a very skilled player. Um, they're hard to come by, and whether or not they can figure out, you know, figure out what's going on with him in the room, and if things can continue to gel, maybe you keep him and you move forward. But again, as far as straight talent, Provorov's a very, very good, very good defenseman. He's a promising defenseman that's going to continue to develop um, into what I think can be one of the best defensemen in the NHL. And uh, it would be tough to lose him. If you're not getting maximum value for a guy like that, I do not move him. I think a lot of uh, cap, like trade capital comes back um, if you do move Provorov. And I think it, it, it is kind of hard at this point to figure out how many owners might want to take a stab at Provorov because there might be a little bit of that stigma that, well, okay, maybe in the locker room he's kind of, you know, not gelling. And how much do you value the locker room versus just the on the ice particulars? On the ice, like you said, fantastic defenseman. Turns the puck over too much for my liking. But at the same time, we've seen a lot of shifting around next to him. And honestly, with York, we might have found something there. Um, so Kendall from Provorov, you, I think you can rekindle a lot from Provorov. I think Provorov also has the right coach in his, you know, in his corner, the way that Tortorella kind of defended everything that happened. But back to JVR, if you are to keep Hayes on the team, JVR has to go contract specific. Yeah. Um, I, I would, I would venture to guess that, uh, Chuck Fletcher is probably, has a few of the leaders in the locker room in his ear, kind of getting some feedback on what their opinions are as far as in the room and stuff and moving forward as far as Provorov is concerned. But very interesting uh, trade deadline coming up soon and um, interested in seeing what happens. What happens? We did have a move earlier this week. Um, Samuel Erson was sent back down to the Phantoms. It went 5-0-0. Um, one of those games was a shutout. He's projected to get some more ice time with the Phantoms. So now the backup goaltending situation is Felix Sandstrom behind Carter Hart. What do you guys think about this? Because I think we've, you know, we've talked a little bit about this dynamic and with these two, you know, with these guys. Do you think this was the right move? Would you prefer to see Sandstrom in the backup position? Or do you think that Erson should have stayed up i think this so, is the perfect yeah. and least surprising move um one you know sam larson does not have to go through waivers whatsoever so he's going to get all the ice time that he requires in the ahl that's a fantastic um we're going to see what is like what's there with sandstrom whether we like it or not and that's what that's you know he he has to go through waivers right so like yeah you're kind of not only are you sort of forced to, in a, in a sense, but it makes the most sense because, you know, if Sandstrom can be something and you want to roll with Urson anyway, then maybe Sandstrom becomes part of a package deal that gets you something back. Or maybe Sandstrom just goes down to the AHL and is your AHL goaltender that you can rely upon if there's an injury to heart, which there has been once a year, whether it's a long or short term uh, in his career. 
This is the Flyers Nation show now available in podcast form on all streaming platforms. In addition to our videos on our YouTube channel, as we continue this episode, please take a second to rate, subscribe, and follow along so we can keep bringing you some more episodes. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as Urson, I believe that we've backed ourselves into a fantastic goaltending situation by accident. And that's, you know, it's going to help us for years to come. It's one less thing to worry about. But yeah, as far as calling up Sandstrom and if you put Sandstrom in games and he starts to win, hey, fantastic. But if he doesn't win, you know, he kind of have that crowd. And I kind of go back to this. Losing helps the Flyers as much as winning does right now, too, as long as it's an honest effort. So if Sandstrom's not getting you the wins, it's kind of no harm, no foul. Usually it's hard to keep me quiet, but I'm gonna. I'm probably just not gonna say it anymore. You could not have said it any better. Um, literally, I completely agree with everything you said. I think that they've backed themselves into a, a corner in, in, in a positive way, and uh, it's interesting that it's it's interesting to see what's going on with the Flyers in net because we usually are. It's usually the opposite with the Flyers. You know, we've always got these goalie controversies and issues, and um, but I think they're in a pretty good spot right now. I know it's a little, we're a little, uh, I don't want to get us too ahead of ourselves, but the 2023 draft guys right now predicted to select number nine, 55% chance to win the lottery. You know, we cannot look into the crystal ball and say what's going on, but with what we have been talking about with trade deadline, as well as what this team might need, what do you think should this team either hit that skid or just kind of finish things off, you know, at a pretty flat pace. What do you, what would you like to see with this, especially with all of the possibility of shakeup with Chuck Fletcher? Uh, I, I would love to see them go get a big fast winger. Um, I think they could use a little bit. I think they could use a little bit more size, uh, size as far as, um, you know, guys on the top three lines, guys that can really, really move though, the guys that can move the puck. But again, I, I'm not super, I'm not, I don't really know too many of the young kids coming up right now. Um, you know, look, the Flyers are, again, they, they've got some good size on, on their fourth line. Uh, they play hard, uh, but I'd like to see if they can add a little bit of speed from a guy that's got a little bit more size to them. Um, I think that'd be something that, uh, that's something that I'd personally be looking for. I'm looking for one prospect in particular. I've been out. I'm not going to stress out about, you know, Bedard. It's not going to happen. I, it's Don't worry about it. It will happen if you believe in miracles and you believe in miracles growing trees, but I don't have a miracle tree in my backyard. So <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to name a prospect that Philadelphia should be very familiar with by coincidence, and it's Will Smith. Will Smith, and he, he's he's kind of the guy that I think – where the flyers are right now that you know that they'll land he's a reza center he's a right-handed center he could probably go the right wing so it helps out depth in all places you know as far as position wise where that's concerned and um you know it would just kind of be cool to have like a fresh prince broad street so will smith's my guy that's really (laughs) i don't know it kind of writes itself really at the end of the day yeah fair enough but um, I, 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 I will say this, though. You say looking into the crystal ball real quick. I got Tankathon up. Uh, I can try to look into the crystal ball right now. Um, it looks like Philadelphia is projected to pick ninth. So I'm going to send the lottery real quick. And 
So yeah, we're we're picking tenth. Um, maybe I don't want to look into the crystal ball. You're right. <laughs> Nine to ten to whatever, man. Like I'll. We just have to see what happens, and also there's a lot of hockey. A lot of hockey left. A lot of hockey left. We have there's a lot of hockey to be played. There's a lot of moves to be made come trade deadline, and also we don't even know what's going to be going on with the front office situation, because we don't know if we're going to see more. If Chuck Fletcher is going to be the guy in that war room. Only time will tell. You know, considering, uh, you know, the, the, I guess the state of Chuck Fletcher and maybe his future, who, who do you believe could be the next, like, like obviously people will say Briere, but do you think it's Briere or is there like, is there, what's, what's the probability, I guess, that it comes from outside the Flyers? I, I heard from some very reliable sources that Briere is very, very high up on the list. Um, there's a lot of guys telling me that they believe Briere, whether it's next year or whenever, there's a lot of guys that believe that he's kind of next in line or kind of getting molded or um, training to be that next guy. I, I, think, now, I think he'd be a great fit. I mean, who knows? Do, do you believe that uh, kind of sticking within the same community, it's the kind of the same network is the best option that Philadelphia, you know, for Philadelphia, because it sort of does seem that there is, you know, an, a network of this kind of the same school of thought. And I think the Flyers would be best opted to get away from this school of thought as quick and as, you know, as far as possible. I mean, I think uh, as long as this is a corporately owned team, you got to have people who you trust because you can't trust a corporately owned team. Yeah, at least wow, that's a good point. Uh, well, yeah, that much is fair, too. I, 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 yeah, that much is fair. Actually, yeah, I, it is I, kind I, of, like, crazy when you look at the whole Dave Scott thing because, like, I have a different perspective, I think. I I think Dave Scott's greatest downfall is that he doesn't know when to stop trusting the people who make hockey decisions like Chuck Fletcher, because when I look at the other team that he owns, you know, the Philadelphia Wings and Paul Day is the GM, he was the GM of the year for the NLL and he knows how to make lacrosse decisions. The Wings just got into the first playoff berth. So I guess it's a matter of being self-aware and that's where I think Dave Scott's greatest downfall is. It's not necessarily, you know, I, in, in my and I'm, in my eyes, it's not necessarily even always on the players or the coaching or net or maybe even on the owner itself. It's the only the only part where the owner is kind of you know ruining things is they don't know when to clean the house, you know, when it's appropriate. And I think that's most probably one more more obvious statements about the Flyers and how the fan base feels. And you know, this is something where it, it, it can't last past this year. I don't care if the Flyers accidentally get into the playoffs, like Chuck Fletcher still has to go. Yeah. I mean, like I said, as far as, as far as Briere potentially becoming the GM, um, you know, look, I, I don't think anybody goes into that job uh, wanting to fail. And I, I'm sure they have very, very detailed conversations about strategy and vision and things like that. But, um, He's been a winner his whole career. Uh, he's very well respected, uh, very well liked by a lot of the guys um, in his career. Uh, I've heard nothing but good things about him. Um, you got to assume he knows something about the game. So, um, you know, I, I would be 
if if they decided to go with Briere, I'd say let's go. I, I'd be excited about it. I'll be excited to see what he brings to the table as well. Because I've heard nothing but good but good things about Briere. I just I worry that the 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 uh, I guess the backbone or his the help around him maybe you know doesn't have him prepared to do anything different with the direction of the franchise. And that would be terrifying. But if Briere is handed the keys, handed the keys, and then you know it does things things start to change and for the better. Obviously, no one's gonna be mad about it. It's just how much faith do you have in that? It, I, it's disappointing that we have to have this conversation, right? As diehard Flyers yeah. fans, and to understand what we once had in um, in Ed Snyder. Um, I showed you guys. I got an unbelievable gift this week. Random right. gift from the Snyder family about uh, his autobiography and signed copy from his son, uh, Jay Snyder. And I, you know, I just started reading it. And it's, it's sad to know that we don't have that anymore. And it would be nice if somehow, some way we could find somebody to take over this team and buy this team that really, really cares about this team. Like it's baby. Um, we just don't have that right now. And it's just, it is what it is. Larry, do you have any investors that want to go in and buy the flyers flyers with us? <laughs> I have like $3. Uh, like, I, I mean, I that. got at least 25 in my wallet right now. Right now. God. Offers high. The, fi- <laughs> the, problem, uh, the problem is not – I don't think the problem is necessarily finding someone to buy the team. I think it's more the corporation deciding to, to sell or not, which I don't think they will. The Flyers profitable organization. Uh, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Uh, we're, I think we're stuck. I think we're stuck as corporate ownership for at least a while. And that's why having somebody who gets it and just understands like the heart and soul of what Philadelphia is and what Philadelphia hockey is, I think can at least lighten the burden of us just constantly being like, we have corporate owners and we have corporate owners and stuff like that, because like, we're never going to get what the Snyder family gave us. Like we're never going to have that again. But if we could have somebody who at least gets it, like, I think that makes things at least a little bit more enjoyable. Uh, I'll, at least say never, I'll say never say never, but. I'll say never it, say it, never, it, just at least have some hope. Who knows? I pray. I, I, pray I pray that we get somebody that, you know, understands that and, and gets it, you know, as you said, Alexa, but in a complete hypothetical and something that would never happen, right? Let's just say that Tortorella is the head coach GM, just like how Paul Bay is for the Wings. <laughs> let's run with it. Well, I, I think he gets I, it. I, I, I would support that. I, I, I trust. I love Tortorella. I love his passion. Uh, I think he knows. I would completely support that 100%. No, okay, I, that's so not it's not happen, as wild as I, I thought. No, <laughs> I, I support it. Listen, this this team needs any sort of shakeup it can get right now. Um, I'll tell you one thing. If there's one person that's overachieved on the Philadelphia Flyers, I'd say first place overachiever, overachiever of the year for Philadelphia Flyers, it's got to be Torts. Oh, oh! Am I wrong? I was going to say Rasmus Ristolainen. <laughs> no, well, he's no, well, he's playing great. He, he, he's no, he's overachieved. That's what I'm saying. Like he's like fantastic this season. It's like an anomaly. Well, I, I, I actually had I had high hopes for him because from what I've heard from some people, he's actually he's he's Flyers type hockey defenseman. Um, he can be really good. He he's a tough kid. Um, I I, I expected him to have a pretty good year. Um, so I'm not quite as shocked as some other people but uh again honestly I, i'd give towards the nod when it comes to uh to the guy that's overachieved and and uh i, I love towards i'm a towards guy 
I think Larry should be the GM of the next GM of the Flyers. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. I would put a team together. I already know. I already know who I'd put together in my corner. You've never heard of any of them, but I guarantee I'd, I'd get it off and I'd get us. Let me see here. I feel like I could get the Flyers with the squad that I would put together as far as people in my ear to make the right decisions. I'd say give me four four years. We're playing at least a conference final. How's that? Am I nuts? <laughs> Am I nuts? No, I think hey. that rules. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I've got some great hockey minds, that, friends of mine that know just as much as any GM, if not more. Um, I'd put them together on a squad right now, and in a few years, we'd have a we'd have a steamrolling squad. If you I, need somebody listen. to take the fall and just yell at the other team's uh, bench boss, <laughs> just send me out there, and then they could send me to the tunnel. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. I just want to. I just want to be in there. I just want to like physically be there and watch. That's all I want to do. I just want to like see you in action. You'll be Gritty's handler, dude. I would love it. Give it to me. Give me the job. Well, My maybe dude. We make, and maybe I... we make a miss, Gritty. We may. There you go. Now Flyers Nation wow. runs the Flyers. This is this rules. Wow. Honestly, yes. I'm there. I think we should just do a, a draft where we put every single person. This is going to be a different. This is a totally different podcast. Everybody is getting slotted into a different job on the Flyers. <laughs> great. Um, speaking of lapses in things, let's talk about the captain situation. So the Flyers yeah, have different guys who are emerging as potential leaders. Who do you guys see wearing a captaincy on their sweater next season? Larry, I'll let you go first on this one. I'd love to, yeah. Uh, there's not a doubt in my mind is Scott Lawton. Um, he is absolutely beloved by all his teammates. He is a workhorse out there. He plays the game right. Uh, he Everything I've heard about him tells me that he has the, uh, the skill set and he's got the maturity to be a captain in the NHL. Guys really, really respect him. I think he's earned his keep in the city of Philadelphia. He's embraced the city of Philadelphia. He plays Philadelphia Flyers-style hockey. He plays Philadelphia-style sports. Um, just hard, you know, very, very hardworking, gritty type of player. And I'll tell you another thing. His game is really has really blossomed. I love watching him play. Uh, in my opinion, when he first came in the league, I saw him as a, you know, a high-level third liner, but you know, he's, he, he can play top two lines, not doubt my mind. He's continuing to progress. He's a fast player. I, I, I love his game. Uh, again, I've had a lot of people that I've spoken to that play for the Flyers or that still play for the Flyers that absolutely love him. Um, and uh, that, that, would, that would be my guy. Yeah, if, if not him, then it's Konechny, I feel like. And it's just based on the quotes that I've heard from Tortorella. Like, each time he brings up, uh, you know, it, 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 he's not really, you know, it, he's not really a one to, I guess, uh, flex leadership, but he's a sort of a natural leader. And if he, and also, uh, there was, I think, a time where Tortorella said something to the effect of, if I had a leadership crew, he'd be on it. So it kind of just tells you right then and there. If not an A, he gets a C. If not a C, he gets an A. It could be one A, one B. But Konechny and Lawton, quite frankly, yeah, it makes the most sense. And Tortorella, like you said, Larry, everybody loves uh, Lawton. Well, that's the reason why Lawton's the only person with the uh, letter on his sweater this year, because yeah. so does Tortorella. It, it would be interesting to see Konechny get the C. Um, I, I bet you a lot of the little things that he does, like he plays with passion, uh, sometimes – you might say he plays with a little too much passion, like the game tonight, taking that bad penalty um, when he's running, running the goalie kind of. But um, 
you know, I, I bet you wearing the C would maybe help him mature just a little bit more. Not to say that he's not mature, of course, but um, maybe that, maybe giving him the C brings him up to the next level mentally, physically, um, as a leader. Uh, that would be interesting as well. I, I, I think you pretty much can't go wrong with either of those guys. I think On defense, you... who gets an A? I to me it's uh, I, to me it's Sanheim. Uh, Sanheim is also, you know, I, I look at guys that are very well respected by teammates. These are professional athletes. These are guys that are out there um, not only wanting to win, but it's 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 their job. And and all trained athletes in, in their and when when a group of guys gravitate and love another player as much as I've heard that guys love Travis Sanheim and that he's a student of the game and. Um, that says a lot to me, and I think uh, Sanheim. I'd be compl- I, I, I would have no doubt in my mind. I'd give him an A. I would absolutely agree with that. Um, the only other candidate that I can see, as far as everything with the locker room and honestly his his progression, just from what it was being arrived in Philly into what it is now, I want to dead serious say Ristolainen. Yeah, no, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Like Ristolainen, like as an him. A, would be fantastic. Him. So, I mean, but, and I, I mean, listen, and he, he was one before, right? In Buffalo. Yes. I, I was going to say, I mean, the dude is like, he is a leader. He is a guy that people respect in a locker room. I think that like the longer, obviously that he stays here, the more that he kind of like builds into that. But like, you all know how I feel about Rasmus Ristolainen. Like you all know how I feel. I was like the one person who was like, yes, this is a good move. Everybody was like, no, why did you do this? But I do think that he would be a great A. I agree with connecting as captain though. And I think a lot of that comes from the humility that comes from the all-star situation. I think that like whenever a guy can be like, you know, obviously you want to be the one to re- you want to be a representative. You want to be the one to get the spotlight and things like that. But just to, you know, hearing him a talk about everything with hazy, you know, you love to hear that. You love to see that. You love to see guys uplift each other. And like, that's big captain behavior. That's, a sign of a good leader, a good teammate, somebody that you rally around and things like that. And also, I mean, his game speaks for itself. We all, we all know that. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. You know, I always thought was a really dumb rule though. The fact that the goaltenders can't be a captain. Like I just always thought that was dumb. Like I, I in yeah, my mind, I, I'm just like, I think Hart would be easily a captain, but totally, you know, it's, it's just, it just, it just isn't yeah, you know, you, how it goes. You, 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 Guys that are wearing A's or C's, they, they need to be out in the ice. They need to be chirping ref's ears and back and forth from the bench. So, I mean, I get it. You know, ironically enough, uh, when I played lacrosse, the only person that chirped the refs was my goaltender. <laughs> well, goalies are a different breed altogether, aren't they? Especially hockey oh, goalies. Yeah. And lacrosse, lacrosse goalies, too. They're awesome. <laughs> Guys, this is great. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for watching the Flyers Nation show. Be sure to subscribe, follow along, check us out on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. We will talk to you again next week. Take care, y'all.